Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show at OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we welcome back to the program an amazing psychic medium, an individual who's got great connections with the angelic beings, so this is a feel-good show because there's a lot of positive energy. But before we begin with the feel-good show, I have to bring to your attention a not-so-feel-good situation, and that is the fact that one of my closest friends is no longer with us. Well, she's no longer with me. No, And no, she didn't die. The relationship died. It's just weird. This is somebody who I trusted, who I loved so dearly in over 25-year friendship, and it's the relationship just died and it's it's what happened the whole coronavirus thing hit and then she just completely went into the dark side got super paranoid I don't think she ever left her house you know, she had a four year old son that I would talk to since he was born and I loved and cherished that relationship I always was thinking about this kid and she cut off all communications with him so I don't know it's just really weird, and I was asking for a long period of time, you know, if there's anything I could do, how are you, always checking in, and there wasn't any responses, then I'd go on Facebook, and then I'd see that, you know, she's posting dumb shit, you know, like one of those puzzle games. So, the hardest part about this was, you see that people, you, you see people, and then sometimes they present themselves, and you say, okay, well, that's who they are. But sometimes it's not who they are. It's a mask of who they are. They're, they're presenting a mask. So the person who I, I loved and trusted or thought I loved and trusted was an illusion. It was a presentation of, uh, it was based on fakeness. and it, it sucks. So if this has happened to you, I'm really sorry. And I just want to bring your attention that if you are looking to have a new friend in your life, a friend with a whacked out sense of humor a friend with three chins a friend who everywhere you go will always make you look thin by comparison then I suggest being a friend of Ryan McCormick that's me the host of the <laughs> limited bit of truth I'm doing an infomercial about this so like here's some of the positive qualities okay pretty good with remembering birthdays uh, sense of humor is there definitely carry a conversation some of the negative qualities I have are well according to my wife I'm a huge pain in the ass I will absolutely drive you crazy and I don't have any filter but I love to to be your friend and you know I'm going to give you my phone number right now and that is 
347-960-3539. If you're looking for a person in your life, a good friend that is authentic and not full of shit, that is me. And I always look and love communicating with our listeners because I think we've got really awesome listeners. So love to discuss your, your path and the path that you're on. If you got some jokes you want to share with me, please. Again, my number is 347-960-3539. Let us begin tonight's program and let us begin the feel-good portion of our show. It is a great pleasure to welcome back to our show Joyce Keller. Internationally known visionary author, television, radio host, media personality, and author of multiple best-selling books. Learn more about Joyce by going to her website at JoyceKeller.com. Miss Keller, how are you? Thank you for coming back uh, with us. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. It's my pleasure, Ryan. Thank you so much. It's really a high point. What can I say? A high point. Because you, I'll tell you why. You are one of the great lights on our planet at this time, at a time that your life is so needed. Oh, my God. Now, when I, when I hear that, I, I get worried. I'm like, jeez, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not on drugs. Oh, my <laughs> so. goodness. My wife, my wife, I don't know what I was going to say. You don't be a good light. You need to go do stuff around the house. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Being a light is exactly how she's going to respond to it. So, Joyce, since the last time we spoke, uh, the world, I don't know, fell apart. <laughs> completely crazy. So, That's true. As a psychic medium, as somebody who communicates with people who are no longer here, are, they, are there spirits telling you any consistent messages about what is happening in the world right now yes and it's good okay it's very very bad but it's also good so i'll give you the good and the bad and you can choose whatever works for you uh the problem is that people from what my i don't want to call them spirit friends or my my guidance system has told me is that the planet was stuck in the third dimension of mundane, ordinary, go to work every day, just come home, watch television, smoke a little weed, whatever's good for you. And there wasn't enough growth of the spirit, growth of the soul. So it was pretty much shut down. You can say, sure, China did it, the United States. It doesn't matter how it was done. It was done. Was it a laboratory? Was it a rat, a snake? Who knows? Who cares? The fact is that mankind was stuck. And the... You can, you can say, all oh, this is all rubbish. That's okay with me, Ryan. But I'm just giving you my take because you asked. Uh, the, the planet was stuck in a low dimension as we were supposed to move forward. So that's what the 1111 it was about. Uh, so many people said, what's the 1111? So I was out on Facebook writing, well, it's time for a planetary shift. We're going from lack of awareness to awareness. Will everything be changed? Yes. Money, absolutely. Gold, just whatever you, you choose, all of it is changing because it's no longer going to be working for us. Is there a lot of insidious, underhanded, are there a lot of bad things going on? Absolutely, because it's all mixed together. And we have to use our ability to discern what's true and what isn't. So the babies who are being born at this time we can say, well, we kind of feel sorry for them because they're born into a real mess, which is true. But we all choose to come here, believe it or not. 
And people who can't handle it, who are choosing to die, and I know plenty of those people because I'm in Florida, they're choosing to leave. Sometimes, now this is crazy, but I know that it's true. Another person or spirit caller, what you will, would come in and take their body. They say, you know, the body's pretty in pretty good shape. They're like 50 years old, like 40, something like that. Yeah, so like how, a walk. Isn't there a dramatic in, difference between the person if, a, if they're... If a soul leaves and a soul comes in, do you notice a dramatic difference in the personality? Very often, yes. But the karma has to be connected. The, the life lessons have to be linked. And the Ascended Masters take care of that. They, they make sure there's a, a commingling of the old and the new. A lot of people want this experience. They want a body, so they'll take a walk-in. Now, what did you call it, Ryan? A walk-in. Like a pinch header. No, you said something else. Substitute walk-in. Right. Okay. Now, Ruth Montgomery wrote about this in the 1970s, and I, I don't remember the name of her book, but she talked about walk-ins at that time. And at that time, it was very rare. It's a very complicated process, and for a walk-in to occur was very unusual and very complicated. But now things are so accelerated and so insane that people are leaving and coming, and maybe they'll come in for one hour one day, one week, and then they'll die. A lot of times, people, this is a long answer to a short question. I'm sorry about that, but I can't help it. No apologies. It. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> a lot of times, you'll hear in the news, if you watch the news or whatever you're watching, a person says, I was on a respirator. I was just about dead. And then suddenly... I started feeling better, and I came home the next day. I feel fabulous. That's a walk-in. They have taken really? over the person's life lessons. Yeah, wow. not always. I mean, it's possible it could be cured, but that's uh, you know, it's, it's possible. At this time, Ryan, absolutely anything is possible. Any kind of madness you might decide is true is probably true. Um, I'd be surprised, but I want to know about this. Okay, the Earth. My understanding is that it's a couple billion years old, so it's been around here. And I don't know how long human beings have been here for. I don't. Let's say I have to imagine maybe we've been here a hundred thousand years, maybe two hundred thousand years. I don't know, maybe millions. What does the vibration of Earth have anything to do with what's happening in human affairs, considering the fact that we've had all different types of living species on this planet before? We've had other species on this planet that have been intelligent. What was the vibration of Earth then? Was Earth at a higher vibration earlier in its history? Does the Earth kind of fluctuate in terms of its vibration? So I'm just curious about that. Like, Is vibration necessarily um, centered around human beings? Would, would there be a vibrational shift in Earth regardless if human beings were on the planet? That's a terrific question. It's almost impossible to answer because it, it mixes in with Atlantis and with Lemuria and so many other interplanetary interactions. It, I don't even know what the question is. I'm not sure, but I know it sounds very profound. I'm sure, they will. The, <laughs> the, the, question is, the question is, what does vibration have to do with human beings? Is, was Earth at a higher vibration or a different vibration? prior to human beings on there. And what, why are, what is it about human beings and, and, and Earth not being at a certain vibrational frequency? 
Okay, in some ways it was higher, and in some cases it was lower. Like, as I was mentioning before, like about Lemuria and Atlantis, that was higher, but then it was lower. It's self-fluctuating, it's an almost impossible answer. And then you had the interaction of the uh, interplanetary species coming in as well. And they've been here long before humans were. And uh, by that, I mean the... Um, Space teachers were here. So it, are these like a higher frequency? Is a higher like light being council or something? Yes. Well, where are they? Much higher. the hell are they? Well, what are they waiting for? What? Are, I'm just well, gonna... <laughs> okay, that's a great question. Don't be so quick to, to uh, want that to happen because you have the high and the low. There are low uh, draconians and lower forces of uh, space frequency that would be coming in to say. Hey, we're here too. You open the door, and this is going to be like three to five years, approximately, you know, give or take some time, because it has to do with with mankind's involvement, what we're learning, you know, how how quick we are. Now, people are very anxious to have the space teachers come in and clean things up, but that may be so overwhelming if that if and when that starts manifesting, which could be any second, because it will be shocking to many people. But on the bright side, it will also cause the enmeshing of Democrats and Republicans and everybody to say, oh my God, yeah, we really are in this together and we're against them because not all of the uh, space teachers or space preachers are of the light. Some of them are, as I said, like the, the rep- some of the reptilians and the draconians are questionable. Some are great. No, it's like people. Some are great, some are not so great. So you have this mixture. I don't know if that answers any of your questions. The answer, I just look about the vibration. I'm just like, <laughs> I wonder what I always think about about humanity. But you wrote a book one time about angels, about connecting with angels. So, are there ways that people can connect with angels? And from your perspective, what roles do angels have in our day to day life? Great question. Everyone has at least one guardian angel. And then there's a whole slew of them that's all like five, six, and an infinite number, depending on what you need, who you are, and what you're doing. Okay, so you have this one guardian angel that goes with you from lifetime to lifetime, interplanetary experiences. They never leave your side. You want a little privacy? You can request it, but they really don't care. Um, then comes the obvious question, well, why are there so many accidents? Because that's a learning process. It's a, the accident. Well, those are guardian angels dropping the ball. That's them. No, it's not. No? I don't agree with you. No. <laughs> it's an accident occurs. I I'm thought the guardian was like, accident. you have one job. Be no. a guardian. Protect. Yes. But suppose you have agreed before you were born to have that experience or your soul needs that experience. That guardian angel steps back and says, no, you're going to crash. That's it. Because... I'm not going to help you. You're drinking and driving or you're using drugs and driving. I told you not to do that. And you did it anyway. And they step back and the accident happens. Where's the guardian angel? The guardian angel was, you know, on the job. You fell off the roof. Well, who said, you know, you were supposed to have that experience? Who said you were supposed to be up there? And that's the way it goes. They can only, I had a very bad accident a few years ago. And my my, uh, one of my guides came to me, an angel came to me and said, 
don't go out for 24 hours. Do not leave your house for 24 hours. So I said, fine, I don't have a problem. But it was a beautiful day. And my brother came by with his family and insisted that we all go to the beach. And I said, no, I, I don't want to go out. I was told by, I was told not to go out. He says, oh, you're crazy, you know. Well, we went to the beach and I had this horrendous accident, a terrible, the worst, the most terrible accident where I almost bled to death, death at the beach on a Sunday night when I couldn't get help. It was the end of um, Long Island's East End, you know, on a Sunday night, there's no one there uh, to help you. So I had this horrendous accident. Because, why, Ryan? Because I didn't listen. They told me not to go out. And I gave in and I went out. And I almost bled to death. And I touched, I touched death. They said, well, we told you, you have to listen. You can't blame accidents on your angels dropping the ball because that never happens. And it does happen. It's, it's possible. But it's not likely. So I hope that answers your question. What they, That's yeah, true. Is, so what do they really do? I mean, at this point, sit down and try to talk to your angel. Because I've tried. But I, I, don't know, I can't be the only person who's Okay, it's like, it, you know, it's not brilliant. It's like cutting off the school crossing guard when okay. kids are crossing. You say to the crossing guard, I, we don't need you. Well, you do need them, and they are there. And you will only, in most cases, unless, okay, I, this is a two-part answer. If you ask from the depths of your being, without hostility, Ryan, <laughs> to actually know who your primary guardians are, they will tell you. But you may have to ask a few times, and ask before you go to sleep at night. Don't ask during the day when your phone is ringing and things are happening. And even if you're sitting quietly, you have to be in an altered state almost always to receive the information coming in. So you have to be probably deeply asleep. And over a period of time, they'll let you know more and more. So they just think your hostility is a joke because they know cosmic rules. Whereas okay. humans don't. Well, are these are, they, are your angels more evolved than you are? I mean, when I was talking to Nancy Anderson, who's been on our show before, she said when she died, her experience was that she did see angelic beings, but she said that they they, they don't some of them don't even realize that they're also creations of the same prime being, which is Source. So, from your perspective, do you see angelic beings? as having more insight, more knowledge than human beings do. I mean, I, I figure that if you're a human, well, if you are a spirit incarnating in a human, you are way more courageous than those angelic beings because they know that angelic beings do not have to deal with three-dimensional reality where there's pain, where there's suffering, where there's all kinds of insanity. So I just don't know if they necessarily are of greater wisdom than we are. What is your perspective? Okay, it's it's a matter of perspective. It's not greater or lesser wisdom. It's a brilliant question. It's a matter of perspective. They have perspective and a job to do. You don't have that perspective, and we don't have that job. So they're trained to do the job. And remember, there are many, many levels of angels and, and guards. And when, it's a complicated answer, but when people die or cross over, they can be in training to work with angels to also help to protect you. So it's fair and to to guide you, because being in a physical body, as we all know, is very, very challenging. 
So you can say, what was the question again, Ryan? So I can question is it. that if these angels, if these beings necessarily have more wisdom than you do, are they? Are they have more? More insight. It's not a matter of wisdom. The answer is yes, they probably do. But it's not even wisdom. It's a matter of perspective. That's. I mean, that's the correct answer. It's by perspective, I mean they have an all seeing and an all knowing because they're working with our Creator. There's. Uh, a perspective that we don't have in the physical body. We only have five or six senses. And we don't have the perspective of what's coming up, what has happened in the past, and our the record of our soul. They have access to all of that information that we don't have on a conscious level. And I don't know if that answers your question, but that the answer does, is... It doesn't does answer it. And I just also wonder that uh, what is the... Um, where does this guardian angel come from i mean is this can it be a person you've had a previous life incarnation with are angels a different type of spiritual being are that do angels necessarily have to be humans that have incarnated and also like what's in it for the angel what's in it for them to, to, to hang out with you okay they are probably there remember we said there are many types of angels and when a person dies, can they become an angel? I won't even answer that question because I used to think I knew the answer to that, that a person can't become an angel. So now all bets are off. Things are changing. I don't know for sure. Uh, as far as when angels were created, they were probably created at the beginning of time. But you're also talking about millions and millions, maybe billions of interplanetary interactions that bring in all forms of energy as we need it. Then you asked when, when were angels created? Oh, That's an yeah, also, answer. Yeah, also, There's no um, answer to that. What There's about, no, um, no. Are they, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what their purpose of it is. And also, can you switch out your angels? Can you say, look, uh, angel, guardian angel is not working for me. I want to get a new one. Can you switch those things out? I imagine that, you know, it, unless you ask, you don't get it. So you just be like, look, Yes. A lot of people are doing that now. They're very, very, very depressed. They're very discouraged. They've lost their job. They've lost their home. There's no future. They're saying, my angel stinks big time. Okay, I want you an angel. Well, your angel says, well, I think the best I could for you. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, we're having a hard time too because angels do suffer when we suffer. They, they are aware of our suffering. Can you fire an angel? That's the question. Yes. Can you fire I them? think, can you fire an angel? I would say probably yes. Uh, your guardian angel probably cannot be or should not be fired. That's, although anything is possible. If you are depressed enough, you can put out that request and say, look, I really had it with you. You're basically worthless. I want some, you know, you, you may get something better. You know, it's like it's different in every case. Every single soul is different. That's a, a very challenging question and has to do with depression and despair. I don't know if I've had any change in my life because I remember one time I specifically asked the, whatever beings around me to leave. I said, get the hell out. You're bad energy. You're just bad. So I asked them to all leave. I don't know if I've had any fundamental shift. Or if I'm if I'm riding solo, I don't know if there's I don't know if I have any angels around me because I, I generally I like to be left the hell alone. 
it's kind of weird. Like I, I like to be left the hell alone, and I also like want to make a connection with uh, with Beyond. So when it comes, you um, you know how difficult it is to be a person. You're saying you don't need any protection. I well, I, I look at it this way. I fired. I think I'm pretty sure I got rid of a lot of my my guys a while ago. Like many years ago, I was in a dark place. I said, "Get the hell out of here." And because whatever it is, you were supposed to protect me, and now I'm starting fresh. So I'm cl- I, I got fired. Everyone, I asked for my guardian angel, and even the even the the spirits of the dead people that were around me. I said, "Get get away from me! I don't need you. Just get the hell away from me." And I don't know if I've gotten some new ones, or I don't know if I've kind of been on my own for a while, for the long period of time. So you can't you can't be on your own. Even people who are every everybody nobody's alone ever. That's the first thing. That's rule number one of the universe. I'm sure that that is correct. Can you fire your guides and your angels? Absolutely. And they will. You know, as we evolve and as we grow, Ryan, the angels change automatically, except the guardian angel. The um, band of angels around us change. Like you suddenly decide that you're going to start being an artist. You want to create, you want to work in in acrylics. You'll probably bring in a, a... a guide for that. Or if you want to do writing, you want to write your life story, you bring in a muse who's probably Shakespeare. You know, so how do you do that? A great writer. What is the process for firing and upgrading your angels? Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. Like we're talking about getting angels like you're upgrading software. Exactly. Well, you, what you would do is ask, I hate to use the word prayer, but you have to ask in prayer and in sincerity and say, look, I've really had it. I, I would like to shift of that of uh, I'd like to hire some, some new angels. You know? And you put that request out, especially before you go to sleep. And when you get up again in the morning, I think our requests are almost always honored. And as far as the madness on the planet now, it, it's going to come to an end. It'll end. And when it ends, it's going to be a better planet because people will not be as Stuck as they were. We were in a place of being stuck in one place. So new energy is coming in, new babies are coming in, new life forms are coming in, more space teachers are coming in. And you're going to start seeing them. You're going to say, did I just see something go by in the corner of my eye? Did I just see something? Yes. (laughs) If you look at it directly, you won't see it, but you'll see it out of the corner of your eye. Because there's so many life forms around us. Well, that's what I don't, know. I don't know. And are there any particular types of angels that one can upgrade to? Because one of the people we had on our show recently was Caroline Corey. She did a film called Superhuman, and she talked about there being. She talked about Saint Michael, and you've also brought Saint Michael to me as well. You, you've mentioned him several times. And are there any types of angels that you could say, look? I don't know who my guardian angel is, but I want to. I want to, you know, make a um, a point to make a connection with this particular angel. Are there any particular angels that you can do that with? Are there any particular angels that that generally like to work with people that are on a path who are seeking? Yes, Archangel Raphael is very good at communication, and he works a lot with you, Ryan, because you're Mr. Radio TV. So you would have a communication angel who is especially powerful for you. But there are other angels working on the job with you also, not just Raphael, who is uh, very, very good at uh, helping you say the right thing at the right time to the right person. 
What about so, other, other you know, individuals yeah. who are seekers? So is that, are there any are there particular types of angels that for people who are seeking, you know, like Raphael, Michael, or those other people? I mean, are there any particular, because I'm just thinking that, say for example, like people are listening right now. If they're if you're happy with your list, if you're happy with your angels, you, know, you want to keep your angels, but you you want to add a few more in your uh, you know roster. Who who else can people add? Who else can people you know make it a point to, to be friends with? There are zillions. It's an infinite number of angels. So you put out the request, a light goes up to the universe. Usually you do this in prayer and meditation. A little light goes up. It's very very powerful, and they say ding ding. Here's a request. Okay, it's coming in from Ryan. Ryan would like to have an angel who can help him with, you know, fill in the spaces. And, uh, like, in a matter of moments, it can happen. And they know anyway what you want. And it usually occurs very quickly. So that that request... And it's very important to have gratitude. If you have any reason whatsoever for gratitude, a healthy baby, whatever, you know, you might feel grateful for, you really do... The more you say thank you, the more you will receive in the way of blessings awesome. and oh, light wow. coming. Yeah? That's awesome. There's a gentleman named Tim Ferriss. He's got this incredible podcast. And one of the first things he says is every morning you wake up and you write down what you're thankful for. I love that idea. I try to be as thankful as possible. But it's a really so interesting important. insight. What is the difference between an angel, guardian angel, energy, vibration compared to that of a beloved friend or family member that has crossed over is there any distinctive difference in terms of the vibration is there any distinctive difference in terms of the wisdom is there any distinctive difference in terms of what knowledge and information they're going to pass along to you i just want to throw something out there that that's a very important question thank you So you, you have an angelic guide. You have a guardian angel who's known you your entire life, who's well aware of what you're doing, what you're here for. Then you've got your buddy or your you know beloved family member who's known you in the human form, but now they're in the spirit form. So I wonder if their insight or their advice to you is going to be as constructive or as helpful as the advice and insight that the guardian angel will be giving you. And I'm wondering if the if your angelic beings that are around you, your guardian angels, and the deceased spirits that are around you, if there there's a conflict of interest, if they fight, they fight about we should have the loudest I can, voice. I, yes, I can. Right, I understand that. The question, so you, you want the purest, highest, cleanest energy. Number one, you ask for it. When you get up in the morning, like your friend Timothy, you say, thank you, Lord, I, I appreciate it. I have another day, and you know, all the things you're grateful for. And then uh, you say, I would like to be in communication only with the highest. Now, if you ask for the highest, you won't get Uncle Jerry who crossed over last month. If he, he has his two cents to add, too. And he may not be far enough into the light. Or he may not have elevated his consciousness enough to be able to give you the wisdom that you need. So, relatives are, are eager. You know, you, know, you know what it's like to have relatives. They all have something to contribute. Is it worthwhile? That's questionable. That's why when you ask in meditation or prayer and you silently say, I would like only the highest and the purest and the cleanest and the clearest energy to come through at this time. That's the only information I would like to have. I thank you all. Thank you, Uncle and Aunt. Thank you, Mommy and Daddy. You know, 
You express gratitude to everyone. Say, I want only the highest. If you ask for it, you will get it. So you have to be pure in your intention. That's really awesome. And you wrote this wonderful book. I think it's called Why Am I Here? Because <laughs> I, it's kind of funny. It's like you wrote that book. I've, I've never, I've, I've asked you that question a lot. Like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, so why are most people here? Like, because I think I'm pretty sure you just said at the early beginning, like, well, you, you, you chose to be here. Well, did, you, did you really do it? I mean, are you sure that we really chose to be here and that we weren't like thrust here against our will? Because, you know, we, we, we hear all the time in the news saying, well, the, the people have the government they want because they chose it. You're like, I didn't choose this. Maybe someone else did. Maybe someone else around me did this. I didn't want this. Uh, did, we, did everyone necessarily choose to be here? Or could we just be sentenced here? Were we sentenced to be here? The answer is very simple. How did you feel when you started kindergarten? Felt like did a you want weirdo. to go? No. You didn't want to go? No. Did you have to go? Well, my parents said I had to go. I don't want to. Parents said you had to go. That's what the earth is like. The earth is uh, an unusual place because it's the only place where you have physical interaction, physical lessons like you have in school. Because in other dimensions, like if you stay out of body, you don't have the physical lessons such as sex, um, driving a car, I mean, all the physical things that, that humans basically like, uh, eating. I mean, you can eat when you're in heaven. There's a great movie, uh, Defending Your Life. I don't know if you ever saw it, Ryan. Absolutely. But, yeah. They, Meryl Streep is sitting at a counter eating spaghetti after she died, and she said, it's so great to eat. Okay. She needed that experience after her death because she had been dieting for her whole life. And once she crossed over, she could have all, all the spaghetti she wanted. But that doesn't last. I mean, usually you go to higher dimensions, you lose your desire to eat. But your question is, why would people come to the earth? Because it could be if somebody is incarnating, like if you, you know if your wife's incarnating, and you want to be with her, or you want to be with your mother, and you know what she's incarnating. So you guides say to you, you know, Ryan, it would be a really terrific idea if you came back as a male. And, you know, you go to school, you won't like it, and, you know, it'll be, you'll have high points, you'll have low points, but you have to go, because now it's time for you to go. And you say, well, I don't want to go. And they say, too bad. And you find yourself being diapered. The next thing you know, your, your mommy and daddy are diapering you, and you're a baby again. You're back on the earth. You're back in school. But it's awful. It's, I think it's it so awful. awful because it's like, you know, what about the free will? What about the, the idea of a free will? Like, why do you have to do it? And I, I'm trying to wrap my head around yeah. this. That, okay, you're source. You are the prime being. You already know everything it's supposed to know. And source apparently, you know, breaks parts of itself up because it's curious. Sends a piece of itself uh, to have the illusion that it's separate from source. Has experiences, but what's the point? What's the point of having these experiences, positive or negative, if you're not going to gain or evolve any greater? I just don't that's, understand what's the point. The, that's the most basic, most important question. I believe we have about 12 to 15 percent free will. That's the problem. Okay. Because 
you could say, well, you know, where does this whole thing begin? Like, how do we ever start getting into so much trouble? Well, it has to do with the dimensions. It has to do with the raising of consciousness. Right now, that's what we're going through. People are starting to say, I've had it. I don't like it. I don't like it here. It's awful. Like you just said, it's awful. But there's there's some highlights. There's some positives. I'm not going to say this place. I've said there's a lot of great (laughs) things. There's a lot of wonderful things on earth. There There could be be some great food. You can relax. There's family. There's friends. That's right. But but the, the negatives are the tyrannical uh, the government, the tyrannical government, the stupid, stupid majority of the people on the planet that are just trying to infringe upon you. I'm not a fan of those. And the people that are cruel to animals. If we got rid of those things, those people, I think the world would be fantastic. I think it would be wonderful. Okay, excellent. Because you, you could live, and I think that the world is tough at, without the tyranny, without the idiots. I think the world's a tough place as it is. But it would just well, be that's wonderful. What's happening. Okay. We're going through a cleansing process. Good. And Ryan, the, the most important thing, the most tragic thing on the earth is child trafficking, in my opinion. Now, yeah. as you can see, with Jeffrey Epstein, it's starting to slightly scrape the surface. This goes so deeply into deep down tunnels under the earth and all the way to Mexico and who knows where, like all over the planet, where children are being snatched and or in some cases born into satanic rituals and they never see the light of day that to me is the most evil part of the planet so all of that has to be revealed as we move from the third to the fourth and the fifth and beyond dimensions there are billions of dimensions but right now we're only at the third dimension going into the fourth so you say well this is just awful here yes it's awful but it's also being cleansed. What does it mean? What, is it, what does it mean like, to go in the third and fourth dimension? Like, what is the comparable difference? Like, how would you compare to the second and the third dimension? Like, how would you compare? What are the principles of each of these dimensions? Well, the third dimension is what we've been going through, what we've been living through, where you have to make money, where you have to have a job for 40-plus hours a week, where you, you have to go buy groceries and you have to give them money. All of that is changing. Uh, the, that was really a prison planet. It was a form of slavery that was enforced. I'm not sure how long ago, but a lot of people feel it was archon energy, which is very, very negative. That was inflicted What's on the Earth. What's archon energy? Archon is um, it's a dark force that's part of the creation energy that decided that mankind should be slaves. So Ryan comes along and says, I hate this very much. Look what's going on. But because you're so smart, Ryan, you realize there are also very good parts of it. So now, you asked about the second dimension. That's even lower. That's an even worse form of slavery. And right now, it's just a time of purification on the earth. It's so, so complicated. (laughs) Excuse me. It's so layered. I'm so sorry. That the space teachers are stepping back a little bit and they're saying, this is a mess. And it's almost impossible to do predictions or to see the way things are going because there's such chaos and such depression. When there's depression, it puts a layer of darkness around the earth, so you have to deal with all of that. I don't know what the question was, Ryan. What did you ask? When it comes to these elites and doing their, their dark rituals, asked a few people about this 
are there any secret societies on Earth that are light, that are doing light work? So instead of you know doing sacrifice, they're 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 paying, you know, uh, love, paying a special thanks and love to the Earth. Are there secret societies here? of light workers and if so i mean how do we connect with these light worker societies and how do we you know build an alliance with them and maybe join some of these things oh it's a fabulous question well my daughter is very very involved her name is lane keller and we do she's part of what's known as the speak project s-p-e-a-k project and that's exactly what they're doing and there are many many projects like that and if you go on youtube you can find it and she put in Lane Keller. By the way, she would love to be on your show. She, um, they're working overtime with no, for no money whatsoever just because they want to save children. They want to reverse the energy on the planet. Uh, Elaine and I do a show called Here Come the Arcturians. You just put in again, Lane Keller. It'll come up where you can put my name in. Gotcha. And there are so many, as more and more people become outraged, over the fact that one second their three-year-old is with them and the next second that child is gone and they'll probably never see them again. There's such outrage on the planet and such sadness and such distress that people are starting to say, you know, what's going on? So that's terrific that that is the um, new awareness. That's part of the cleansing process. And I, again, I don't know if that at all answered the question. but It does. And uh, who are the Arcturians anyway? You talked about them, you mentioned the before. The Arcturians, yes. Okay, I had never heard of them. I did not know who the Arcturians were. But the last night, my daughter and I were sleeping on the floor in, in my apartment in New Jersey. So my, all my belongings had already gone to trek to Florida. So my daughter, Lane, and I were sleeping on the floor. And we were right on the Hudson River. Our apartment was um, directly over the river. And I had a little deck outside. So Elaine and I are sleeping, and it's about 3 o'clock in the morning, and somebody said, get up and uh, go outside. And I said, well, did you notice that I'm sleeping? <laughs> and they said, well, yeah, but you have to go outside. So I went out onto my little deck, and this is, I think, the last night I was in New Jersey with, a, with my daughter. And I went out onto the deck, and there was a little dark night, little tiny, tiny light, little light light far off in the distance. And the matter of moments, it came down, and it was exactly the size of my deck, which was about eight feet across, little deck. And it came down like um, a triangular light. I'm watching this. I wasn't afraid. For some reason, it was very comforting. It was nice. And I did not see anyone. But they told me telepathically to get my daughter and they said, get her. You're both out of body. This is crazy, but I'm telling you the truth. And you know me well enough to know I don't lie. So they said, go get your daughter. Go get Elaine. So I went back in. I, I said, Elaine, you have to come with me. So she also, again, I don't think we were in our bodies. Neither one of us feel that we were. She came with me out onto the deck. And I said, God, they're going to take her. I'm sure they're going to take her. So I held on to her shirt. She's wearing some kind of a night shirt. So I held on to her shirt and I held on to her shoulder. And they said, uh, Joyce, we don't want you this time. We want to speak to Elaine. So she just stood there and 
for about 15 minutes, they spoke to her telepathically, and they told her, these are the Arcturians, by the way, uh, they said, we want you to remember that we are the Arcturians, and I had never heard that, but I remembered the name. So they said, okay, thank you, and they left. As quickly as they came, what did they, say? they, they did, were gone. They just showed up and said, hey, we're the Arcturians, bye. Well, did, did, I'm scared. okay, they told us both about what's happening, what's happening now, and they said, you're both being prepared for the work that's coming because the whole planet is shifting. I mean, this is uh, a couple of, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, uh, they said the planet is going to be shifting in its energy and there are a number of light workers that will have to be assisting. And you asked before who the Arcturians are, and that's spelled A-R-C-T-U-R-I-A-N-S. I have since learned and by the way, Elaine suddenly became very, very involved with all of this, and of course I am too. The Arcturian energy is the umbrella space energy that we have over the Pleiadians and over everything. It's like the, the God force energy that, that covers uh, our, our particular universe. Yeah, that's the closest I can come. That's the closest I can come to understanding with what I was told. So uh, since that time, they have been transmitting a lot of information through us. And Elaine and I do the show together. Well, here come the Arcturians, and we transmit a lot of that energy on YouTube. So, so far, YouTube hasn't shut us down. Well, we'll see. We're yeah, happy about nuts that. for their stuff yeah. that they're doing. Uh, when you think of the Arcturians, are they pretty sure, aren't they like blue and aren't they? Um... Yes. Okay, are they from in our known solar system, known galaxy? Are they just they are, uh, the umbrella, they are the umbrella creation umbrella. of our galaxy? What's that? What is what? What's the umbrella, <laughs> what what? umbrella galaxy? Is it the umbrella? Okay, it's the it's known as our God Force. I mean, there I believe there are many many gods, like billions of gods, probably. But of our particular Earth and our universe whatever that may entail, there has to be a creative force for us. And apparently the Arcturians are that force. Does that explain it? I'm not sure. I'm just wondering, so Arcturians, so are, are those beings that we can make a connection with? Can we say, like, you know, can we find one of them and say, hey, like, you know, we'd like to help in the cause. And say, you know, well, you are putting out the call now, you, there, and, and you have in the past. And they don't have, they don't like to identify themselves. And it's so funny you said, "Oh, they blue." I didn't know what color they were really, but I have since gone on the web, and people know about this, and uh, they they're shown as being blue. And I said, "Yes, that feels right. <laughs> it feels right. They feel like they're blue, and they're very, very tall, but they can change their energy. They can change the way they look, and." There's a lot of shape shifting going on now, which we, is we need them. We got to find these Arcturians. God damn it, I'm gonna just put this out there. I'm, I've said it before. And the listeners, are like, oh, here he goes again. I'll be, but I'll make I'll make this rant real quick. I'm tired of hearing about all these beings sending all these messages to humanity. Oh, we're here. Oh, we're watching over you. Oh, this is our, you know what? Blow it out your metaphysical butt. I don't want to hear about it. But why are you discouraged? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. saying this to you. I'm not saying this to you. I'm, I'm directing No, no. Why are you unhappy with them? When they have 
you are so blessed and so divine. I'm, and you I'm have very gotten... thankful. I, look, I'm, I feel very happy, very blessed, but I am frustrated. Why are you ticked off at them? Why are you because frustrated? Because I feel like the forces of darkness are kicking our ass. They are, they're, kicking us, they're kicking us down the path of some Chinese-style credit rating system, and this conformity is collapsing all of human potential because once you're on that system and they control every aspect of your life then it's it i think we're done and i'm upset because i don't want to hear about how they're watching over us and that the earth is going through this phase you know what? you put up or shut up because there are human beings that are on this planet that wake up every day then well, they, they take the initiative like you and other people wake up every day and you're trying to do something to help and you're taking action and meanwhile you know these beings apparently channel themselves for other people and say whoa we're here we're watching over hey we don't need any more channel messages you need to show up or get the hell out of here that's what that's the way okay I think what it. is it that you what is it that you specifically want you want um, to see them uh, that's just about seeing them i want this is what i want i would like to see their presence be felt among people that are very capable of taking action like having people have a competitive edge against the forces of darkness so if the forces of darkness are going to come up with something that will mind control people and get people happy with surrendering their will i want there to be an opposing force out there that gives people the opportunity to turn away from the darkness to embrace freedom and to give us equal footing because if they're using all these dark technologies to clamp us down, there's got to be something opposite. I just don't see the opposite. I feel the world's completely uh, in balance of the dark, and I'm sick of that. That I'm sick of the uh, of these these angelic beings supposedly being here, but I don't think they're showing up. I feel we should uh, have more uh, visible signs that unite people. I feel that uh, people that are really passionate about peace, they should have a competitive edge. They should. Uh, they, I mean, they, I feel like they, their health should be even stronger. And when they speak, they should have like an extra, I don't know, like a wind gust or momentum carrying their messages through. So I, I do feel that they're, these elite evil people are going to do these, you know, twisted ceremonies and pull humanity in the darkness. There's got to be a counterbalance in it. And I'm just not seeing a counterbalance. So yeah, I am frustrated with these, um, the Arcturians and the angels and all these other divine beings that supposedly claim to be on humanity's side. Have you looked at your baby? Yes. Yes. How can you say that the dark side is winning? Well, they don't have him yet. He's he's awesome. He's beautiful. But the fact is that you were so in need of a positive message and to receive something positive so that you would know that there's not just darkness. So it's as if the universe said we have to give Ryan a little something. Let's give him a little present. And they You're did. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm very blessed and very blessed to have my son. But I'm also fully aware that it's not just about me. It's not just about my experience. It's about other people's experiences here. It's about collective humanity who want this, who don't want to go into the darkness. And I feel exceptionally blessed, but I also want um, other people around me, other people who are Everyone has, I, I want okay, them. I want, Ryan, them I want them to be blessed too. You're not being fair. You're not being fair. All right. Because everyone has his or her own destiny. Okay. And they have their own set of rules and they have their own experiences and they have 
their own desires. And if you think about the symbol of infinity, of light and dark, you know, we've discussed this before, you can't have just darkness. And the forces of light, believe it or not, are fighting. And they're doing the best they can. But the forces of darkness are overwhelming. That's all that we're seeing at this point. Okay. And that's not right. When you feel that the forces of darkness are winning, and you become very frustrated and sad for other people, which I, I know how, I love this word, emotionary, which means I know how, how humanitarian you are and how loving and kind you are. You, you have to understand that they, they don't have to stay here. When they come to a point where they say, I've had it, they can leave. But they're still learning and growing. I'm like, you can drop out of school at any point that you want, probably not the first or second grade. But, you know, like the fourth grade, you can drop out if you want. And that's what death is. You you drop out. You say, I've had it. So that's altogether possible. But at a certain level, if they're here, they're choosing to stay. And they're curious and they're optimistic. There's a certain degree of hope, even in nursing homes. Now, if the nursing home people are losing their hope and faith and the hospices, and I see that every day, they can leave. You say goodbye, I love you, God bless you. And they're gone. And, you know, so I don't think that we have to feel terrible. We have to look at that little ray of hope. Now, what's the thing that makes you feel most distressed? The fact that people are losing their homes? No, that, what, makes, what makes me feel most distressed is the speed for which tyranny is trampling upon humanity and the, just the speed for which people don't even care about it. Like, I feel like there are, there are liberties, there are freedoms that have cost the blood of thousands, if not millions, of my ancestors, of people who I, who I, family members who have fought in wars for, they have fought and they have died for freedoms that people are taking for granted. People are just letting it go because they're they're lazy and they're cowardly, and that makes me makes me sick. And it is because of people being cowardly. It's because of people being lazy. It is because of the. I would like to even call it incredible speed for which the elites are imposing their tyranny. Those two factors are putting in a perfect storm of, of and transforming the world into a hellacious place. So that's what I'm really sad about. And I feel like, you know, there's the people that, you know, that have the, the peace and the love. Like, there's a, the earth is worth, um, I think earth is worth being here for. It's a wonderful place. And if people want to like, you know, live in a horrible, horrible reality, I think it is their choice. But I feel like the people that are living in a horrible reality, because they are infringing upon the will of all the other people that are on this planet, the ones that don't wish to do that. And that's what's bothering me the most. I think about my son. I love him so much. He's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I want him to have the same chances to grow and to, and to succeed and to fail that I did. And I don't think he is going to have that as of right now with the way the world is going. And I want you know, everyone who here is listening, I want their their families to, to have the same chances as well. So that's what it really comes down to, Joy. I'm just you know sad about the um, those two factors and just the fact that it just doesn't seem like the okay. train stopping. He's a very old soul, as you are. 
and he knew exactly what he was getting into. He was told about it, as we all are before we're born. He knew exactly what he was doing. And he chose to come here at this time. And he has had many prior lifetimes that were great, some that were not so great, as we all have. Now, this will not continue. This whole mess that we're in now, I mean, don't forget, I just want to back up a little bit and say that there's a tremendous battle, as we discussed before. You're, you're only talking about the enemies and the forces of darkness because they're overwhelming, and we've never really seen them to this degree because they're fighting with all of their might to stay in power. On the other hand, there are forces of light that are new, like I was telling you before, like what my daughter and so many other people are doing to uncover and to move us into a place of greater love and greater understanding. In the meantime, the forces of darkness are very distressing to you, and they should be. And they, just, they need to be destroyed, and we know who they are. They're the destroyers. So I can only tell you that we're in the middle of a huge battle, and I have nothing else to say about that. The battle will continue, and it's known as the virus or whatever you want to call it. It will continue anywhere from three to five years at the rate we're going because we're so slow. We could end it in a heartbeat. It could end tonight. If people would understand what's really going on, which is exactly what you just brilliantly described, Ryan, the fact that the forces of darkness are so overwhelming. Thank you, the planet dude. needs cleansing. I don't want to point out something. I really appreciate you. Really, I, I'm really glad you pointed out before. I mean, you really caught me, and you made me realize that you know, I mean, I'm frustrated, but you know, made me realize that you know, I look at my son. He's a great. I love him so much, and you definitely, absolutely were great to call me out on that before. And you know, I just the reason why I do the shows is to find the way out, is to find the answers, and try to pull out of here, to find the light, and hopefully transform things around, pull things around. We think we have definitely veteran interest. And I want to say something real quick. Joyce, I think you're an amazing light worker, all the stuff that you've done. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've done shows and people have come to you and you've given them a lot of positive responses and beautiful messages. So for people that are listening right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What are some hopeful messages that you think people should have right now if they're going through, if they're in a tough spot, if if they've lost their job, if they've lost someone close? If the world seems bleak, what are some of the things that you think that would be good for them to, to hang on to as far as hope goes? Everything is a lesson. Everything, God is watching, whether you believe in God or not, doesn't matter. The fact is we're not alone. That's the main message I want to give you. You're not, you are not alone, and there are only two kinds of emotions. One is fear, and the other is love. Try not to stay in a place of fear, because that creates greater negativity on the earth. Try to go more into a place of love, even if people are looting and rioting and smacking you over the head or whatever they're doing. Try, if you can, to raise your own energy. It's um, All what you said before is correct, Ryan. I mean, I don't disagree with anything that you said. The way you can have hope, well, I love comedy. I, I think comedy prevails. If you can, you see, you're very funny, Ryan, and that's great. Uh, well, thank comedy you. will help to... That will help to raise the energy on the planet. The more fun we have, the more... I love the comedy channel. When I have had so much hospice work or people dying around me, don't forget I'm in Florida, uh, I put it on the comedy channel and I say, God, thank you for everything else. I need to laugh now. And 
if you go to iHeartRadio and you put in comedy 24-7, you'll be able to get one comedian after another. You'll have Rodney Dangerfield and just all the comedians that we love. And they're all like one minute each. And you go from one to the other. And you need to, get, to have hope. You have to know that this is a joke. Shakespeare said, the world is but a stage. And you are all players on that stage. You don't like the stage, get off. And that's what, <laughs> I, I have nothing more helpful to say. And Shakespeare was right. The world is but a stage. You're a player on that stage. You're playing your part. You don't like it? Go away. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> All right. Don't... Joyce Keller, internationally known visionary author, television, radio host, media personality, amazing psychic medium, beloved friend, light worker on this planet is kicking ass. Thank you so much for your wonderful insight. To learn more about Joyce, please go to her website at JoyceKeller.com and be sure to check out some of her previous books, Seven Steps to Heaven, How to Communicate with Those Who've Loved and Lost, Calling All Our Angels, and Why Am I Here? Joyce, thank you so much. <laughs> Why am I here? Ryan, thank you. Thank you. And don't forget, if I die, if I physically die, you have to do my... Uh, my tribute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. It would be thank, you, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. You're really a tremendous life bearer, and I'm so honored to have you in my life and to have you do the job that you thank do, Ryan. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our celestial, beautiful guest, Joyce Keller. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues. Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Ellis, and Ms. Lisa McGarity, and our associate producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of the Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>